I'm Kinsey. And I'm Savannah. And welcome back to the Faith and Friendship Podcast. Today's episode is following along with our calendar because it's almost Valentine's Day, right, Savannah? Um, Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to do today's podcast about love and God's love for us. And so um, we're excited to start our topical studies as well. And you'll see those peppered in throughout the calendar um, for the remainder of this season. So um, I'm in my office. I'm at work. So on a lunch break for anyone who um, (laughs) is listening that I work with, I'm on a lunch break. But if you hear um, the car horn that's currently going on, that's why. And I think Savannah also has a disclaimer for this episode uh-huh. as well. Yeah, um, it is like 20 degrees outside, so our outside dog is currently inside, and he might be whining at the office door. So if you hear that, it is what it is. Or if you hear a Yorkie barking from across the house, he's just loud. And it is <laughs> what it is. So it is what it is. Sorry if you hear background noise, but we're <clears throat> doing our best. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we do have an outline, so if you see us looking down, we're trying to keep train of thought on the track. (laughs) So, yeah, like Kinsey said, we're going to be talking about love today and about God's love, and um, I guess let's just hop right into it. Yeah. So, there are three kinds of love that are mentioned in the Bible, um, and you're going to have to forgive us if we mispronounce anything that we're saying, because again... Another disclaimer, not Bible scholars, not um, Greek and Hebrew pros by any means, (laughs) doing our best. So, the three types of love in the Bible are eros, which is physical and sexual love. Um, It is mentioned in 1 Corinthians 7-5 when it says, Do not deprive one another except perhaps by agreement for a limited time that you may devote yourselves to prayer, but then come together again so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. So that one's just purely physical love. Um, The second type is phylos, philos, I think it's phylos, (laughs) which is warm affection or friendship, which um, is talked about when Jesus is talking about Lazarus in John 11, 3. So the sister sent to him saying, Lord, he who loves you is ill. Um, And the third type, which I'm sure most of you have heard of, is agape. Um, the sacrificial, unconditional love of God, you know, John three sixteen. So do you want to go into the, yeah. some of the, I mean, I think that, um, agape love is the most commonly talked about in the Bible, um, mm-hmm. or like in, in Bible studies and classes. And so, like we said, John three sixteen, um, first John four, seven and eight, beloved, let us love one another for love is from God. Then whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. So what does God is love really mean? That's a great question. That is a great question. Um, So God is the source of all love as our creator and the creator of all things, um, including love. Um, And it is because of his love that we can love in general, period. Um, Because if God did not create love, it wouldn't exist. <laughs> so well, and first, first John, John, yeah, four nineteen. Four nineteen. Go for it. <laughs> we, we love because he first loved us. So because of his love, we're able to love. Mm-hmm. 
And then um, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Everybody knows that that is the scripture that is brought up when talking about love in the Bible. Everybody. Everybody knows it. Um, It shows us who God is and what his love means for us. Um, And it shows us how we should love others and how others should love us. And the scripture is, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. So, um, I don't know about you, but when I was dating and seeking a life partner, have you heard the thing where people are like, so take that verse and put the person that you're dating in in there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and the thing, the same thing goes for God because all of those things are true about God, the father. And if you put God is patient and kind, God does not envy or boast. He is not arrogant or rude. Go down the list. Right. And it is, I mean, that is agape. That is the unconditional love of God. Yeah. And I think that is something that's like very difficult for our human minds to comprehend because we don't see that type of love very often Um, from a human standpoint. It, you know, unconditional love is so Mm -hmm. everything's conditional in our lives. Right. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's something that I've struggled with is like, what is true unconditional love? Like, Mm -hmm. and how, how do you even fathom the fact that God can do that? And like, it is truly unconditional. Like we sin, we make mistakes. We do that. We repent of those and he still loves us. Like he doesn't say, Oh, I love you. But remember that thing you did five years ago? Whereas humans, that's Mm -hmm. our nature. Like, yeah, I love you, but do you remember what you did yesterday that made me angry? Um, And so there's always things in our human relationships that are, make it conditional. So, but yeah, yeah, it's crazy that there's nothing that we can do to make God turn away from us. It's always our choice to turn away from God. To turn away from God. He will never leave. And that's, that's crazy. Um, I have a couple songs written down here. Some just um, parts of songs that to me really encapsulate what the love of God means. And um, personally, I am someone who learns through music. When I was in college and we took our learning styles test, music was actually one of my learning styles. And it always just resonates with me to hear songs and hear um, lyrics and more poetic ways um, of discussing a topic. So if any of you are like me, one song is How He Loves by the David Crowder Band, which probably, if you're listening to this, you've probably heard that song. But the part where it says, and he is jealous for me, loves like a hurricane, I am a tree bending beneath the weight of his wind and mercy. When all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory, and I realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me. Just, he, like, he's jealous for us. His love's a hurricane and we're a tree. That's... I mean, that's like, 
so that's such a human way to look at it right but it's it's like the power of a hurricane to a tree and as someone who lived in louisiana for a couple (laughs) years that hits for me (laughs) right so the next one is um one thing remains by brian johnson and i put in uh prince he's here jesus culture because i think that's the group that he's in um but it's it is higher than the mountains that I face, stronger than the power of the grave, constant in the trial and the change. This one thing remains: um, your love never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out of, on me. And on and on and on and on it goes. It overwhelms and satisfies my soul, and I never ever have to be afraid because this one thing remains. And the end of that song, they say, "In death and life, I'm confident and covered by the power of your great love." My debt is paid. There's nothing that can separate my heart from your great love. And um, when I was growing up and going to church camp, I went to a church camp called Crossings with uh, the First Baptist Church that I grew up in. And I remember specifically one thing remains when that song would come on. It was like, whoo, the the spirit in the room was just, I mean, everyone was just eyes closed. Like it's, it was just such a, it's such a powerful song to hear especially when you're surrounded by other people who are also in that worship mindset to think about the love of God never fails it is like what we talked about unconditional it never gives up and it's never going to run out on you whereas at the time being in middle school and high school and going through like your first stages of dating and stuff and people were just breaking hearts left and right but like the love of God is never going to do that to you he will never break your heart so yeah, yeah, I think um, the song, because I also learned the music, and I think we bond over music, you and I. Mm-hmm. Um, the song that really hits him for me about the love of God is Reckless Love by Corey Asbury. Um, it's a pretty new song, but um, the chorus is, oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. It chases me, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99. I couldn't earn it. I don't deserve it, yet you still give yourself away. And for me, it's that line of like, I could not earn this love Mm -hmm. and I don't deserve it, but still you give it to me unconditionally and you fight for me and you leave the 99 to come find me. And that like, I'm in tears right now, just thinking about it because it's like, (laughs) like that is such a concept that we can't grasp. And that like, I don't even know what to say. Like, human love will fail but god's yes it gets me so in my feels of like Mm -hmm. it's so unfathomable but you have to fathom it to like understand who god is yeah and the closest thing that i think that we can not us personally because we do not have children but as humans the closest love is like a mother and her child or a father and his child um to the love of god that he has for us as his children but still, that sometimes is not always enough. And it's crazy that God's love is so much more than that. Right. Um, the next thing is um, another translation of love in our Bibles is agapeo. Agapeo. I'm not really sure exactly how that's pronounced. But it's mentioned 110 times in the New Testament. Um, agapeo or agapeo is of persons to welcome, to entertain, to be fond of, to love dearly, and it is a verb. So 110 times in the New Testament talking about love, it's a verb. It's not just an idea. 
It is action that you have to take. Um, it's commanded of us as believers. John 13, 34, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. Um, you are also to love one another. And Matthew five forty four. but I say to you, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. And Luke six thirty two through 35, if you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. So we are commanded to love our enemies, verb. <laughs> so like... Right, like, it's important to know that, like, it's not a feeling. This is, mm -hmm. like, an actionable item that you have to take for those that you're around that you like, but also those that you're around that you may not like, mm -hmm. we're still required to love them. And so how do we do that? Right. Like how, how hard is it for us to swallow our pride and like invite someone that we really don't like to church or go out of our way to be kind to someone that we really don't like. And for me, it's really hard to do. <laughs> She's like speaking from personal experience. It's very difficult. Yeah. Um, or even just including them in like, I think it's important to also note that like, you're not going to like every single person that goes to your congregation. And mm -hmm. that's how it's supposed to be because that's mm -hmm. how we learn our lessons in this instance. And like, they're already at church. You don't need to invite them to church, but you're doing things after church and outside of church. Mm -hmm. Are you inviting them? Right. I would say in my past, no, I stick to the people that I, um, get along well with enjoy being around. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. but we're literally commanded to love our enemies in, in its verb form. And so that's not like, Oh, I'll tolerate them. Like I'll look at them when they're at church. That's yeah. And the other to do. Yeah. The other thing with that is you can't let that the people that you don't particularly like at your church be a blind spot for you. Yeah. Like you can't let that person be the reason that you're like, oh, I'm not going to go tonight because I don't want to sit in class with this person or because this person's going to speak up and I think that they don't know what they're talking about or whatever. Right. You know, like you can't, you can't let that hinder your relationship with Christ either. Um, and the best way to do that is by consciously remembering that you have to love them and reach out to them and include them and pray for them. That's like the main, that's, that's the thing yeah. that I have realized in my life is if I'm praying for someone, it's really hard for me to hate them. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I try to, I try to do that. Um, if there's ever anyone that's like on my last nerve, I try and remember to pray for them that night. Just And I would say we pray for each other in those instances in certain times. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. So it's not just. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the last thing we're going to touch on, because we're almost at the end of our time, is um, 
Agapeo, Agapeo is commanded of husbands in Ephesians 5, 25 through 28, which is real good for our Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. And we're commanded to love other people. Do you want to read that yeah. verse? First John 5, 1-3. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of him. By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and obey his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. Right. And those uh, not burdensome commandments I was say. <laughs> loving your enemies. Not burdensome. Yep. <laughs> and for us as wives, um, respecting and submitting to our husbands, which is also yep. a struggle sometimes not the respect yeah. but the sub submission letting him lead yeah absolutely. i know a lot of women especially in today's society have a hard struggle time. with that mm -hmm. yeah yeah for sure so so yeah love biblically i guess the main takeaway is to remember that it is a verb um and not just an idea because yeah we're commanded to love other people as in go and go and help them go and pray for them go and include them and not just like oh yeah i guess i guess i love you like brothers <laughs> because guys <laughs> because god's love does that for us like he mm -hmm. leaves the 99 he comes and fights for us and mm -hmm. so we have to do that for those yep. that are around us as well His love never fails never gives up never runs out even when we are very unlikable and so. that's what we should strive to do <laughs> It's, we're not going to be perfect at it, but that's our, that's our, we strive for. So, yeah. Yep. Awesome. That well, is... we are at the end of our time today. I hope everyone has a great week. Happy great Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Mm -hmm. And we will see you back next Wednesday. Yep. Bye guys. Bye.